everybody. Welcome to episode two of Hang Time Over Time. This is the companion podcast to the Hang Time Show, which you can watch uh, on all State Champs social media platforms as well as statechampsnetwork.com. Beginning January 9th, you'll be able to watch it on the brand new State Champs app, which will be downloadable. It will be free and it will be full of great content. So, uh, you know, for those who say, hey, we can't watch State Champs on TV anymore. Yes, you can, because you can just watch it on your smart TV. It's going to be available on Amazon Fire Stick. It's going to be available on Roku TV. It's going to be available on Apple TV. It's going to be available on Google Chromecast. So all the platforms that you need, you could watch State Champs Hang Time. Right on your television set. And I don't know why I'm looking at the camera because we're just having an audio conversation <laughs> here. Right. The funny thing is, though, uh, is that uh, you'll be able to watch it whenever you want. and uh, Consume and, it at your leisure. Yes, absolutely. And it premieres every Thursday at 3. So if you subscribe, then, of course, you'll be notified when the show is about to pop up. So TJ Kelly, Scott Bernstein here. Uh, we are into the boys basketball season now. Kind of weird being so late. Uh, you know, with, Last year with, started early. Back to yeah, normal. Yeah, exactly. Last year we so, were, were playing uh, in November. Yes, exactly, which we got used to. And uh, now we had to get used to you know well, starting, states, starting up in December. We were kind of starting yeah. late in terms of the way that the scheduling. Because yeah. Indiana is three Midwest weeks state, in. And Illinois and Ohio, yeah. I think they believe they start in like Third week of uh, November. And, Interesting. You know. Yeah, I've talked to some Chicago teams, and or actually, I just looked up some rankings. Yeah, over in Chicago, and yeah, teams are eight and two, and all that. I think that you have to start after the football season, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and I and and I for agree. me, it's you're you're asking kids to choose between a basketball or football. I didn't work to get all the way to the state playoffs just so I could go, right. you know, sit on the bench or you know take a jump ball or have a basketball coach. Get mad at me. I'm trying to win the, you know, the task at hand. You need, so, fo- need to be focused. Yeah. No question about it. And I think what's also good about it is uh, it gives an opportunity for those who are not advancing far in the state playoffs to actually get some real practice in uh, before you have to play some real games. Yeah, which, so, is, which is true. Uh, and, and the football players who come in, they're in shape. They're ready to go. And they're already, you know, fired up and, you know, aggressive and, and ready to rock. So it's uh, – well, Back in the day I when, like it. when Orchard Lake used to have a lot of guys that would cross over, they don't have so much now. But there was a time when all the football guys played basketball. So you would have to – really in order to get a gauge on what Orchard Lake St. Mary's was going to be in the basketball season you couldn't really start judging them until like mid-January until right. Dion Sims yeah, got, yeah. got yeah. into in full in basketball post. shape and yeah, uh, yeah so I don't, well, not so much now in 2019-20 but back in the day that used to be an interesting uh, thing to monitor yep. outside, outside, of, outside of Muskegon and Grand Rapids Christian um, I actually got a chance to catch up with Jace Williams uh, yesterday was a standout. Uh, what he had four touchdowns, wide three, three, three touchdowns. touchdowns. Yeah, you know, but had a had a great state championship game. One of the best uh, wide receiver prospects in the in the incoming senior class, class of two thousand. St- state champs introduced our all junior team. Uh, he was in the top four. You know, in right. to, him to and Joy, him and Joey football were playing catch. Yes, in the state oh finals. my goodness. Yeah, I was, was talking crazy. about Joey basketball. Joey yeah. Liddell. Yes. Yeah, 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 Joey Liddell. I, I'm excited to watch him. Um, they play in the Motor City Round Ball Classic on uh, December 28th on Saturday. It's at Ferndale High School. Um, he plays against Harper Woods. Uh, Harper Woods has Curtis Jackson yeah. uh, just put up 40 points um, the other night. And, uh, yeah, it's, I, I'm, one, of the, one of the best things about putting together the schedule for the round ball is to see matchups. Yeah, oh, yeah. Hey, I'd like to see That's this matchup and see like that matchup. Yeah. Camp or showcase um, event trend. 
is you get to see players and teams match up against each other that you wouldn't normally see. Absolutely. Got, yeah, that's we've got East, we've got East Lansing that's coming down. I've got Andrew Anthony. Yeah. You know, who's maybe the best two sport athlete. Right. He, him yeah. and Malik Carr kind of go head yeah, and head. Yeah, he, he won the two sport athlete in the in the state. Yeah, he was the people's champion, our Mr. Football vote this yeah. year. Oh, the people's champ, huh? Yeah, meaning he won the vote. The All vote. right. Yeah. So, no, that, so I mean, he was automatically yeah, in our right. final four. In the top one hundred in my in my player rankings. Uh, you know, and, and it's always fun to watch kids, you know, as they wound up, uh, you know, playing from one sport to another and then kind of figuring it out. Um, I, remember, I don't know if you remember Fred Smith uh, from Southeastern, wound up playing at Michigan State for a couple of years. Uh, He's a tight end at State, I think. Uh, he he caught the ball. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, he wasn't the punter. Uh, but yeah, yeah uh, I, but I remember a story, and uh, you know, this is back when the 2009, 2010, uh, and their southeastern is playing Pershing, and I think southeastern was going to be pretty good at the time. I think Percy and Percy Gibson and Brandon Kearney were sophomores, and I think uh, it went by Fred Smith uh, standing there. You know, they're waiting uh, for the foul shots. And he looks over at one of the Pershing players and says, I'm better than you at my part-time sport. Oh, nice. <laughs> but I, but, I, but, <laughs> but it's a... one of those things where, you know what, I, 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 love, I love the competition. I love that, that you know, guys can go be – you know, they can, they can have that, that in-between-the-lines in, in kind of conversations and stuff like that. Every now and then stuff like that gets leaked out. But at the, but at the end of the day – Hey, that, I mean, it, it's one of those things where that's competition. Yeah. That's, hey, I'm better than you in this. I'm, gonna, yeah. I'm mentally going to get into your head. Yeah. Well, is, that, is that your crazy parent over there yelling every single time you miss a free throw? That's terrible. I'd be so embarrassed if that was my, you know. And it's one of those things that can really go out there and, you know, give, give, gives you a psychological edge. Then it gives you a psychological edge. But going back to two-sport athletes, there's a mental toughness that goes in into that, and especially in an era when we've got so many – you know, individual individual players. Hey, I'm going to play baseball. I'm going to play baseball year round. I mean, come on. I, I mean, I used to start at third base, and by the end of the summer, my arm, I was at second base because I decided I was going to play in two or three leagues, and I couldn't get the ball to get the ball over to first base in a timely matter. Right. You know, so hey, it, it is what it is. But hats off to those those guys that are playing two sports. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you look at a guy like Cody White when he was at Wall Lake Western. He played four three. sports. Oh, he played four. four. Right. Because he played track and baseball yeah. in the same season. So, uh, yeah, absolutely. And for us, it's great because we just want to see athletes. There's nothing yeah. that we love more, going to a hoop game and seeing guys, you know, hustling, working hard. How many you know, times uh, in your life do you get to just go out and play right, with your, play with your absolutely. boys? Absolutely. Yeah. Play sports with yeah. your boys. And it, really... and it could have been your first love being yeah. hoops, and you just happen to be, get big get, and play football. Yeah. Once you get into college and you get into the pros, if you're, you know, that's where your destiny is. Yeah. You weren't necessarily playing with your friends. No, you're playing with whoever they put put next to you. Right, right. You don't get to pick and choose yeah. any of that. Yeah, it's it's far, it's far from a mom and pops AU team where dad's going to start a team and say, "Hey, I'm going to get some of the neighborhood buddies and stuff like that." We're going to spend four hundred dollars on a weekend. Wanting to give that up, you know, to to specialize or play year round in a sport. I mean, you have you're if you're someone that is really uh, headed in that direction and trending towards being a pro or a major college athlete, you have so much time to invest year round in that sport. But when you're 16 years old or 15 years old, you know, stay a kid as long as you can. Absolutely. And, and playing those other sports and playing with your friends and building those bonds and those memories that really last forever. I mean, that, it sounds like a cliche, but it's true. When I meet with, you know, meet up with my buddies from high school, uh, you know, the whole conversation is about, you remember that game? Oh, yeah, absolutely. At, you know, at that gym and that shot you took in the third, I mean, yeah. Yeah. And it's crazy to see everybody look around who, right. who's not aware of this. Right. You know, I've, met, I've talked with this with, with my friend's butt, with my friend's kids that are around there, and they're like, yeah, hey, TJ scored the last goal of <laughs> the last game that uh, Safi Lathrop ever won in hockey. 
you know? And all of a sudden, it's just like, oh, yeah, we were bad. Dad, how bad were you? Oh, we were terrible. It was so bad, I'm not going to tell you about it. You know, but, yeah, it was one of those things where, yeah, the memories are definitely there, and, you know, it's key to life. And when it comes to Scott Bernstein, they're talking about his hair yes, in high school. Yeah, beautiful, luscious, luxurious flowing locks. Flowing locks. Exactly. Big there is, fr- there is a famous, <laughs> yeah. I think I told you, there was a famous taped incident of me at, during a game that was on television where I was or famous in terms of my friends yes. that still give me grief Infamous about it. Infamous is more me, like it. My former coaches and friends from back give me grief about it 20, 25 years later where the, the camera caught me pulling up my warm-up so I wouldn't you know, mess up my hair and then kind of doing the doing the do with my hands before I checked into the game. And my coaches are like, well, you were more worried about your hair or more worried about the play we just sent you in to run? You said, I'm not going to have it very long. I got I to gotta stick with what I got. You know? Exactly, exactly. <laughs> with the quips. We were truly in the moment enjoying it. All right, we're a full week into the Michigan High School Boys Hoops season. Uh, TJ, you put out a list. And talking about guys that you you know how they have performed uh, out of the gate. So uh, why don't you mention some of those and and what your thoughts are? Yeah, um, let's just start off with Legend Jeter. Uh, let's start. The 2021 class is pretty special. We've got uh, five guards in, in Julian Roper, Kobe Bufkin, um, Ju- um, uh, Jaden Akins, um, as well as kill me that I can't remember the other guy. Um, but anyways, in the class of 21. Uh, yeah, in the class of 21. But anyways. With Legend Jeter and and Julian Lewis, who's also creeping up into that top six, that top seven. Foster wonders he might make it there. I think that it might take him a little bit more time, just because I don't think many as many college coaches are going to see him up in the Upper Peninsula. But yeah, the buzz is really going on about um, about Legend Jeter. I, kid went out there and he's just tough. Hardest Watching working him man against- in Metro Detroit on the hardwood. I declared it uh, in my state champs blog. Uh, that ran that came out yesterday was posted. I did the, uh, according to me, my top ten big fellas in the state. Right. Um, and I, 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 to me, statechampsnetwork.com, yeah. By the way, you can check it out right he, now. He is such a grinder. Bernie's bites is the blog. He's such a grinder. Yeah. And when, you, when you add the skill set to that mentality and that motor and that uh, work ethic, you got yourself one heck of a, a prospect. Yep. Pierre Brooks was the was the fifth player. Oh, P, yeah. Uh, PJ Brooks. Can I say something about him yeah. real quick? Go ahead. Go ahead. I saw him uh, for the first time this year at the uh, the event, the the showcase at North Farmington that was run by Horatio Williams. Yeah, and yeah, again, maybe this annual. maybe this was again. I can own it. Maybe this was my ignorance, but I went into it knowing how good PJ Brooks is, Pierre Brooks Jr. But I, my impression of him as a player over the last couple of years is that he was a scorer, not a shooter. Well, I've come to a whole new revelation. He is a scorer and a shooter. Right. He does it both. He is. He is such a. a he's got such upside to me um, for a guy that proved to me, and maybe he has proved it to other people. But he can pop it from the outside, and, and he looks good doing it. And he's not just a guy that's going to bully his way to the basket, which I saw a lot of. Uh, a lot of him as a freshman and sophomore, just kind of overpowering people. Um, and, and scoring buckets by kind of sheer force of will. Yeah. And I saw a little bit more finesse in his game, um, and he scored 30 in a loss, but uh, looked real good yeah. uh, pick and pop. Yeah. Evolution. Yeah. You know, yeah. They, the development of, I mean, if you're going to put up 500,000 shots in a, yeah. in, a, in, a, in, a, in a day, you hope that you're making, I mean, you, you know, 600, score. you know, 700, or over in the 60, 70 percentile. Um, but yeah, you know, it, it's, it's great to see Pierre um, really, you know, watch his game develop. Um, onto the next level, and 
you know, you got to remember a lot of him being physical as a freshman and a sophomore, that was on the varsity level against juniors and seniors. Mm-hmm. This wasn't 14 and under basketball, 15 and under basketball, where you're playing against 6'6", you know, 140-pound kids, 160-pound kids. You know, you're talking about developed seniors. You talk about developed juniors. You know, a lot of them are playing football. You know, I went, when I did my top lit, my uh, top hundred list. You know, I added the and one because he does finish through so much, finish through contact and get and get buckets and take go to the line. And that's how he often finds his way to the 25, 30, 40 point games. Just yeah. ferocious. Yeah, talking about legend Jeter, uh, and it's interesting that we were in before we. Um, got on set today, we were talking about Yante Maiden and, you know, what he's doing. Comparing. He is now in the Miami Heat organization and, and doing well. Got a pro contract after two years, I believe, on the G League circuit. Yeah. Kind of proving himself. Absolutely. Second all-time leading scorer at Georgia. Georgia. Yeah. Had you know? an amazing career in the SEC. Yeah. Was after not was in ignored, the Mr. Was basketball Not a Mr. Basketball ball. candidate. Really ignored by the, the local schools. Uh, yeah. you know, Michigan State came in at the very end and offered right. him, but – you know, I know if he would have gotten a Michigan State offer right off the bat, he probably would have gone to Michigan State. Yeah. Well, without a doubt. And yeah. would have done phenomenal yeah. there. I mean, fit would have and fit I remember, right in. I, I'm not going to. Could have been a piece that got him a championship, I remember maybe. talking to the staff. And I don't know. They, they, speaking the staff, speaking the staff at the time, they were like, oh, but we got Devontae Davis. I know. Or De- 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 Deontay, Deontay Davis. Davis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, yeah, but have both of them. Right. I was like. And Deontay was there how long? Year. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. One year. And Deontay played all four. Trying to hang on into the NBA. Deontay played all four. You know? Uh, and just trying to hang on to the NBA. And, I rem- yeah. and, I, and, and, and you want to talk about how kids understand interests from college coach or how they perceive. There was a point in time, I think this, from, the, from the midpoint of the season to the state championship game, Bloomfield Hills went on that memorable run. Yeah. I think it was in 2014. Georgia sent a coach up for every single game. So they, they Once were Once a week. They were on the, you know, they were coming yeah. up to Michigan every yeah. week to watch, you know, to yeah. show him yeah. we're we're going to be in the front row watching everyone. Yeah. That's how committed we are. We we're going to come up here for fourteen straight games. It's beautiful. Yeah. yeah. You compare Legend's game, and you say his game is more developed than Yante's was at this stage. As a, as a junior, um, I think that maybe it it might have to do a little bit with where they're playing. Um, where Ru- the vast majority of the teams is Rouge is playing. Could be physical. It's going to be a physical game, which often translates to the college game, especially when you're a big. Just because people don't notice that all, all the all the roughhousing that's going on, it, it, you know, the offensive linemen and defensive linemen, uh, you know, getting down in the nitty gritty and stuff. Like there's a hold on every single play, you know, and all this other, you know, this the stuff that it really isn't talked about. And I think that, it, you know, with Yante playing in, in Bloomfield Hills and the OAA, that really wasn't allotted uh, maybe until his senior year um, when I think they got bumped up and were playing against Clarkston. Um, and they beat Clarkston both. Yep. both I think did they beat him three times that year because I think they beat him in the regionals too. Hey, man, you're, you're, boys with, you're boys with Dan Fife. You're a lot closer <laughs> than I am, yes. you know. Yeah. But then they had two weird – you know what? And the, the reason they didn't win the league that year is that they had two weird losses. They got upset by Bloomfield Hills early in the season, a game they should have never lost. Right. And they lost on a buzzer beater to Rochester Adams on, like, a, a three-point shooter – a three-point shot with, like, double overtime, which prevented <laughs> them from winning the league. Clarkson kept its streak of league, uh, league championships intact. They've won 13 straight at this point. Back then would have been, you know – would have deprived them of like eight straight or something, but I believe Bluefield Hills beat Clarkson three times that season. Yeah, yeah, that was a that was a pretty impressive game. I remember uh, the the winter breakout, and we got about a foot of snow down in Milan, and to have Milan versus Bloomfield Hills 
was I was like I remember being in the state cha- in the state finals and I'm like holy smokes if Bloomfield Hills winds up pulling this off because Milan had already Milan won, won the class and B. I was like man yeah. imagine foreshadowing that class A and class B at the time right. and not only that Nick Perkins versus Yante Maton and you can pretty much go around anywhere in the college and, world and be like hey Nick Perkins they'd be like oh my goodness history yeah. Yante Maton oh my goodness yeah, exactly. too bad that foot of snow they were only that was the Hershey PA point. game yeah. of the Hunter Wilt Chamberlain's 100 point game there are probably 30 40 fans in there and in Milan's gym it holds 2,500 people and I I think 20 years from now or 10 years from now or whenever people look back um, on that 2014 state championship, they're going to see that um, Muskegon beat Bloomfield Hills rather handily. But what's going to get lost is that for the last three games of the tournament run for Bloomfield Hills, they lost their Scotty Pippen, um, Khalil Gracie, to some legal issues where he had to step away after the regional final, I believe. So he missed the quarter. I don't even know if he played. Yeah, I don't know. He was in street he had, 30, he had 35 in the regional semi. Yeah. So, I mean, this was an all-state player that was on the verge of getting at least a, you know, a handful of Division One offers that were coming his way that week, got into some trouble off the floor, and uh, couldn't suit up for the last three or four games. They still were able to overcome uh, his loss uh, in the region or in the quarters and in the the semis. I, I think they played Cassius uh, in the uh, at in the semifinals or, with yeah, UDJ yeah, yep. um, when Cassius was a sophomore. I think yeah, and Cassius won a win in fifteen. Um, and, UAD uh, won fifteen. You know, if they have Gracie in that state championship game, I mean, that's that's a whole other ball of wax. Right? Yeah, because you talk about six foot five, athletic. I'm trying to think of who Muskegon really would have to match up with That was, the, that was the thrower, uh, Deshaun Thrower, uh, Deontay Davis team. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Excellent team. Uh, I think one of the things that is imp- so impressive about Jeter out of the gate is the fact that, you know, it's again against Ypsilanti, Lincoln, and Detroit King, obviously two yes. teams who can play with anybody and D up with anybody. And I think it's – we obviously know what he can do inside, but, man, his outside game seems to really be developed. Yeah, we're talking about evolution of a player. Yeah, yeah, the evolution of a player. I think so much of it goes through confidence. We can remember – we can go back to the – remember uh, Lamonte Stone's speech? It was, that was... His, his reply, and he's like, legend Jeter has waited his time, yeah. has never complained. He almost yeah. broke down in this... tears. That's how yeah, I know. committed to that yep. narrative, if you yes, will, yes. Lamonte Stone was. I yes. mean, he loves that kid, yeah. and talking about him at the press conference – made him emotional yeah. about how much legend was giving to that to yeah. that team in that run. Look how look how talented, you know, those Rouge teams were. You know, they, he's been to the Breslin two times. If it goes back this year, that'll be three times. Yeah. And you got to start looking at, you know, you start looking at 2021's 2021 Mr. Basketballs. Hey, Legend Jeter is definitely going to be in the mix, you know, barring anything crazy. Right. You know, and I mean does the free press expand to seven players, six players? Cuz it's almost like you have to have you know, the, the first five that we mentioned. Steve Smith finished seventh. Right. Steve Smith, Steve perennial Smith. NBA yep. all-star. But if you look at the top, if you look at that era, you talk about oh, the top yeah. ten players I in mean, the 80s, every, top ten players in the 90s. Every single game in the PSL, or almost every single game in the PSL in the late, through the 80s into the early 90s, yeah. you didn't just have kids that were going to play Division One basketball or play in the Big Ten. Yeah, you had teams. NBA first-round draft pick playing NBA first-round draft pick. Yep. Yeah. I mean, hey, on a regular on a regular basis. Yeah, and it's, and it's a crazy thing. I, I, if if I were to go back and you know watch kids like um, Leonard Bush, for example, over at, oh, at, who, was at who was at Detroit Northern, played at Central Michigan, but he was six foot five and two hundred pounds. You know, who's going to stop this kid? You know, and I'm just trying to. You know what he? You know what he? 
he's he's a more he's a more of a a, a passing uh, Pierre Brooks as far as size goes. Maybe not as athletic, but you know he's just one of those guys. I mean, he's intimidating. If I'm a five foot ten high school point guard, usual Joe Schmo. You know, I'm like, know, man, who's this guy? I, I hope this... he doesn't take me down in the paint and beast me in front of my this parents. This is just a guesstimate, but I bet circa 87, 88 in the PSL, the Detroit Public School League, or let's just tape between the Public School League and the Catholic League, I bet you had 10 NBA players that were playing in this area. At yeah, that without time. a doubt. I mean, look at, I mean, Florida South, I mean, excuse me, Flint, uh, Detroit Southwestern, you know, they had, what, three, three, three by themselves, you know? Yeah. I, mean, I bet you had a dozen uh, yeah. guys that would go play in the NBA and have pretty good careers in the NBA that were all in this area in, in the late 80s. That's crazy. Yeah, and I think we agree that River Rouge is now back to the prominence that they once were, uh, full, full stop. And uh, the transfer from Wyandotte Roosevelt, he's had an impact. Oh, man, I, uh, yeah, I, I love that kid. Kishon uh, Delvin. Kishon Delvin. They list him at 5'8". I like to think that he's like five nine or five ten because that means I shrunk, um, you know, as I go try to stand up next to him. But yeah, he's, um, yeah, he's uh, just goes out there and makes the right plays. You call him the driver the of ball. the team. He and and as he and through early through watching scrimmages, watching the first two games, as he as he goes, you know, so so do they, and I'm and they're winning those games. But they are smooth. They're a smooth operating machine when when he's on because he can get to the basket. He, he can did, score. Did he take the point from Braylon Tony. Is that who he took it from? Uh, well, yeah. Who graduated? Braylon yeah. Tony wanted yeah, to graduate. Yeah. Yep. Right. Um, when I say took it, I mean yeah. took over. Yep. Like, like man, not yeah, didn't steal yeah, it. Mine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Strong arm enough for it. Uh, but but yeah, uh, yeah. He's he's a he's a kid that can make jumpers. He's a kid that goes out there and defends. Um, Lamonte Stone has been on the college level. He's won championships. He knows what it takes. He's coached pros. Um, the the. Late Brent Darby, whose son is now on the team, transferred Brent over Darby from, Jr. yep, who transferred over from Ohio, um, is also a key member to that team. Brings toughness, brings another rebounder, and at six foot five, maybe six six, you know, is a great compliment um, to different, legend. In different the front than court. his dad, who was a point very guard. much different. Right. Yeah. And Delvin, Delvin, another junior, yeah. yes. you know, another yeah. of that twenty twenty one class, uh, and you project him probably at that D two NAIA D three level. He's yeah. a player at Lawrence Tech for sure. Yeah, hey, without a doubt, let's make sure those grades are there. And uh, yeah, I, if he keeps on playing how he's playing, um, yeah, he more than likely will have the opportunity to. Well, he'll de- more than likely definitely play in college if I can make if that makes any sense. Uh, but you know, as far as far as what level goes, a lot of that'll have to be determined about how. Let's say if he if he winds up growing an inch or two, um, and then the other thing is you know if can he can he put on some weight? Um, but I think the biggest testament right now is what they always say: you can't test his heart. And let's say this: if you can if you can win in, win as a junior in high school, and then they can want, and then the college coaches can go out there and observe you for another six months, another full year, then they can really get a grasp on what you do. And if you can do that consistently, then you see start seeing that many more opportunities. A lot of heart um, in that uh, yeah. River Rouge program. We yep. talked, talked about, about Buffkin in, in hang time, time on, on, on the TV show, but, you know, if you want to uh, expand upon, you know, where you see another junior uh, who is um, pretty dominant in many ways. Yeah, and we saw this kind of brewing in the uh, summer before his sophomore year where he really 
stood out in in on the on the AAU circuit, and you can kind of see, oh wow, this this kid is a prime time player. It's written all over him. He's going to come and and take the West Side by storm, and he he did that last year. Where do you see his game improving? Because we knew he was great. Coming, where do you see it getting better? Um, I, I, defensively, he he's he's learning to get there. I don't think def- defense really comes naturally. To, to any kid um, unless they're like you're like you're not playing unless you you know but that's not natural that's forced um, yeah he can he can become a better defensive better defensive player but he moves well he's got length um, and and he's got a knack for the ball he's a smart player and you know and it's just about physically maturing more than anything I think you know taking a shot to your chest when you know you're six foot five and 180 pounds versus six foot five and 210 pounds you know it just doesn't have that same that same feel and not only that I know I can go back down on the court and give it back a little bit um I would like to see him maybe go right a little bit more um as of now the lefty gets to the basket gets to wherever he wants to go um whether the defense knows it uh or not um but yeah, going left is uh, definitely a strong strength. He can finish with his right. Um, one other question I maybe had was, you know, his rebounding. But man, when they needed him in crutch time last I night or on Tuesday really, night, I think he rebounds really well for a guard. Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, but at least in what I've seen, yeah, you've been no. exposed to him more than I have. Yeah, yeah I, I just think that I, I just think that sometimes having rebounds um, that carry him to you. And going actually fighting for that rebound and getting that rebound, pursuing that rebound, he did that last night. Um, came up with some big steals as well. Um, so hey, you know, we've he's still got what, eighteen more games to go this season. Um, so you know, there's there's you know that's just that's just regular season. And you know, he's a kid that you know if, if Grand Rapids Christian winds up making you know that next step to uh, you know to the Breslin Center to the main stage, um, that'll definitely help him out. No doubt, no doubt. On the other side, who they were playing, Grand Rapids Catholic Central, uh, you wrote about uh, Jack Karasinski, talking about uh, sophomore now, 2022, 6'5 wing. And uh, he's, he's, well, he's a smart kid. He's got a good GPA, strong, 3'7", Oakland offer already. Yep, and visited Northwestern and Purdue. Yeah, he's he's a kid that does he need to grow anymore? He's 6'5", he's athletic, he's a fluid athlete. Uh, He needs to get stronger, but... For what he does now, and that's shoot the ball, get to the basket, and he's got good athleticism. He does a really good job of ex- of extending and using his using his length. Um, you know, big step, but big first step. And then the other thing is when you can shoot the ball, a pump fake and a and a pump fake pump fake one dribble and a pull up. I mean, that's a wide. It might as, you might as well be at the free throw line. And then, you know, he also he also showed that um, last night. Nice, nice. All right, Tuesday night. Before we go. Uh, I want you guys to talk, you know, one of the big things that we were looking forward to this week, and I know I was, was seeing Mr. Isaiah Jackson play on the court. Number one prospect in the state of Michigan. Exactly. Um, and, you know, so against Ann Arbor here, I was like, wow, this is, remember we talked about this, yeah. like, you were, remember, because at first, I, actually, at first, we were not going to film that game, and because I forgot that he was back, you reminded us, and I was like, wow, that's going to be a huge matchup. And uh, he's wearing a, a hoodie, and he's got his foot it, in a boot. Isn't, isn't street clothes. Yeah. Right, I'm going to make a prediction. Um, I, I don't know this for a fact. This is not coming yeah. from sources. or This is just my take, my take on the situation. I would not be surprised if Isaiah Jackson doesn't suit up for Waterford Mott this entire season. I also would not the be surprised. I, I sense there's eligibility issues at play as opposed to – 
health or injury issues at play and that the Water Vermont people are putting forth this narrative that it's a, a ankle issue or and that they're waiting to hear back from doctors and whatnot. When in reality, again, they're not being told this. This is just right. my gut feeling that they are in negotiations with the MHSA discussing eligibility with him leaving Rochester Lutheran Northwest as a freshman. He went over to Old Redford. Then he was at the uh, Spire Academy on the prep school circuit last year. I think there, there might be some transcript issues in terms of eligibility. Uh, I, I, frankly, I, I, I question what his future is at the college level because of those eligibility issues. So, well, interestingly, we had Steve Norville. And again, this is just my opinion. I'm not yeah, saying yes, exactly. that. Exactly. No, no, no. For all I know, he could have been. He could have been. He he's cleared yes, right now, and he's got an ankle tweak, and he's going to play next week. Yeah, this is hang time, baby. No, I just want to make clear to the to there. the state and to the yeah. to the water from my administration. Right. I'm not saying that you don't have any shame that's going on. I'm just this is just. But I think that that's a but that's you know that's a conscious decision that you're making. You know, it's not like something like a hey, you know it's a slow day. Right. You know, no, it, it's, it's not the, the day after July 4th. Yeah. And, and I do want to say that we had, you know, uh, Coach Norgrove, Stony Creek here. He said that he, they scrimmaged Water Vermont and that he got hurt in that scrimmage. So there was an, an ankle issue. He had no idea as to its severity. Um, and but I, I could have also sworn, maybe I didn't see this or was interpreting this wrong, but I could have sworn when Isaiah Jackson was leaving the building, he was no longer in that cast that he had on or that that yeah. foot maybe foot, only needed to wear for a couple hours that foot boot that he had on uh during the game yeah, yeah. What, what are your thoughts cj uh you've been around I'm, this game long enough I'm, uh, one of the trends that i'm starting to see is and this is a national trend um it's kids committing to high profile power five schools and then saying oh i'm gonna step away i'm gonna take my skills and i'm gonna enter the draft um, so they're kind of using those scholarship, uh, getting the getting the high profile scholarships, and then using that to kind of boost their status with overseas teams. Yes, because then all of a sudden you get on a let's say you get on an NBA draft board, you know, hey, <laughs> that's going to be beneficial somewhere for namesake, you know. When I can Google your name and all of a sudden, oh, hey, wow, he's projected to be the uh, the 30th pick in the second round, right? You know, or the team, or the team from China can say, hey, we just got a guy that was yep. committed to Kentucky, and now he's coming to play for us. Yep, and at the end of the day, they're going to bring fans in because people are going to want to see them, and you know, the, it's a, it's the nature of the beast. You know, uh, money rules a lot, um, and I think that you know some people are getting played by this um by saying hey i'm gonna commit here and then i'm gonna just wind up we saw that with terry armstrong um we've seen that with you know a few other guys that are saying you know what and there's nothing wrong with going and making money you know hey for by all means hey i don't care you're 15 years old you what tracy austin 13 years old or whatever you go back to the 20th century winning 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 on the winning tennis winning tennis tournaments and stuff like that and so the thing is how can you tell one kid hey you're not old enough to to compete and play you know, Absolutely. and meanwhile, you, you so I could turn on and watch Wimbledon and watch a 14 year old girl, a 13 year old, you know, or however, it doesn't matter, boy or girl. Yeah, you know, there's been a lot of both. yes, there's been a lot of craziness in boys and girls, meaning tennis, young, young tennis. Yeah, there's been a lot of, or at least my perception, 
there's been a lot of kind of craziness behind the scenes with Isaiah Jackson these last couple of years, and I, I don't blame Isaiah at all. Isaiah seems like he's a really good kid. Sure. That um, why seemed, did he come seems back? Seems really humble. Well, that's what I'm saying. I think there was. I think there's been a lot of handlers, a lot of cooks in the kitchen, um, maybe too many chiefs and not enough Indians um, when it comes to who's handling this All-American. And in this day and age, when you're an All-American, whether you're talking about football or, or basketball sure. or baseball, and you're being projected to have a pro it's career, a there's a lot of people yes. that, that gravitate to that circle. And uh, dad was out of the, uh, for Isaiah's, uh, dad was out of the picture for a couple years, um, dealing with some issues of his own. That are, He's back now in the picture, um, but wasn't really uh, on the scene at all for the last three or four years. I give credit to dad because dad is now trying to remedy that situation that the kid was frankly kind of being pimped around the country over the last couple of years. I'm going to be, I'm going to be 100% yeah. real. You're, you're the number one player in, in the, in the, in the, in the state. You're projected as a high major player and stuff like that. I just have a hard time seeing going to Rochester Lutheran Northwest as well, a get, freshman. Well, you know? I think there were a lot of people that, and, that, that saw that and, and came in like, you know, uh, bees to honey. You think that's why he's probably been on four different you – know, and, the, and the, this is the other thing. 14-year-old kids really don't get to decide where they want to go to I'm school. They always, are not going to walk into the administrators. I'm not walking into uh, the, the Southfield Public Schools and saying, hey, I want to transfer tomorrow. So dad, dad, you know? dad came back home this summer or this spring and was like, I need to get my, I need to wrap my hands around this situation because it's getting out of control. I got 27 people trying to tell my kid what to do, manage my kid, taking my kid from this school to that school to that school, which then is leading me to believe, based on no sources, that there are transcript issues with all this movement right. for four schools in four years. And the situation at Spire, for whatever reason, wasn't working. I, mean, I don't know how much, and I don't know how much. The most, I don't know how much school you're going to at, at Spire either. You're the frankly, most promotion you can by playing there. Uh, yeah, I don't. Yeah. Know, I don't know how much educational schooling yeah. you're getting at Spire. I don't. So, so, you, so maybe his parents have said, you know, this. You know, well, some we of that was educate also, our kid. You know, this is a riding the rocket watch train, right. riding the which eventually became the Mel, the Mel, Lamelo Ball yeah. train. Lamelo Ball is probably going to be the number one pick in the draft. This probably not. Well, we'll be a That's top. another hype job right there. I said it. Yeah. Hype. is being touted as a high draft pick. Yes, okay. So, you know, so, so LeVar, no. No, he's, over, he's, over, he's so overseas. Le, so Le, he's overseas hurt. So LeVar Ball. Right after his name got put up, like, oh, we, we've got him stamped as the China. number one guys. Uh, Australia, I believe. Australia. And LeVar Ball was involved in that Spire Academy. Oh, yeah, so yeah, if you've yeah. been, anyone here has been paying attention to ESPN yeah. or the ball family or the reality, you know what a nut job he is. Right. So he's dipping his nose into the situation. Takes one to year. know one. Right. So it's like, <laughs> I, I just, I feel bad for Isaiah Jackson yeah. that he ends up being the victim when it's his skill set and his talent that has prompted the situation where you have all these people that are trying to benefit from him and they, you forget about the kid. Right. And I think that that's one of the big issues that we have. You talk about when, when a and and I'm and I'm not talking about I'm not talking about Isaiah. I'm just talking about like when kids figure out that they're being used as adults, 21, 22, 23 years old. There's a lot of different paths that that can take. Sometimes you, know? you just you pretty much and you take your own career. You're, you're to take your career. You're all of a sudden never going to be in that person's life again. You know, 
just because, like, did, did so-and-so, did my uncle just try to do this? Chris Webber, we're sitting here, you know, he's been retired now for 10 years. But, I mean, Chris Webber still holds a lot of bitterness towards the people that he viewed as taking advantage of him as a youth. Uh, because they don't know what's going on. I'm going yeah. to be 100%, I'm gonna be 100% real. If I live at Cranbrook and Big Beaver Road, all right, and somebody coming, I don't know, not hurting for anything. Somebody says, hey, fella. Here's twenty thousand dollars, you know. You could be living in Del Rey. You're gonna yeah. take that money just the same as you would in Bloomfield Hills. No way in the world. Twenty thousand dollars in an envelope. Yeah. According yeah. to that FBI indictment that came down, I think it was in '97 that took down the Michigan basketball program. Chris Weber, between the ages of 14 and 19, had accepted something like six hundred and fifty thousand dollars from various small bills, boosters, and. So, I mean, that shows you how and – that, and that was in 1988, 89, 90. Right. Back, back when, uh, right. Back when, back when uh, minimum wage was what, $4.410? You adjust that for inflation, that's like a million dollars. Like 1988, I was making three seventy an hour minimum wage. Damn. Wow. Yeah. Thank so. God for caddying at Birmingham Country Club because I tell you what, that, that $16 I used to get for four hours, at least I got to learn some, some old jokes and yeah, stuff yeah, like that, you know? Yeah, yeah. And Jackson isn't Weber necessarily. Yeah, Weber was the number one no, player yes. in overall the in the country. But I, he was I, the number one. He was the equivalent to Imani Bates now. I, yes. Right. Isaiah Jackson, though, is being considered by a lot of scouts the best rebounder, the best defender in the country for 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 the post uh, for, for, for for post prospects. Wow. So you know he there's a lot of people see a lot of upside with him and are predicting big things for him in the future. And I, I just hope I've seen the last two phenoms from the state of Michigan, frankly, crash and burn James Young and Josh Jackson. James Young, it looks like the story's already been written. I hope for Josh Jackson, and I sense he will. He'll get back in the NBA. Um, but to have two first-round draft picks that were you know, cons- you know, tapped, as 14 yeah. or 15 year old to be the next big thing. Right. And we want to see Isaiah play. Yes. Yes. We want to see him play high school ball. We want to have those memories. Talk about when we come when it comes to greatest players that we've seen. We want to see him play this year. I, I don't like the trending of Metro Detroit phenoms. I mean, that's just yeah. not a good and if you go back even further, Ray McCallum. Now Ray McCallum wasn't a first round draft pick, but he was a second. So yeah. we've had kind of the, the three most high-profile basketball players to come out of Michigan in the last decade, none of them have really had an NBA career. Josh, it's a lot, hey, I, years, I just think it's know, a lot of pressure. Started for the Suns the last two years, but there was the powers that be in the NBA didn't think that he was deserving of a roster spot this season. Right. Part of it stems from his inability to shoot from the perimeter. I think he's like a 25% three-point shooter, and in this day and age in the NBA, if you're a guy that's on the – you know, on yeah. the outside, you got to be able to shoot. But you know, but I'll also say this: fortunately, we have, you know, a, a, a nice group of kids who have, who now who are now young men in the NBA. You know, you talk about like kids like Brent Forbes, man, man. You know, man, man. You know, guys that, yeah. oh, guys Brent that, Forbes. What? A, that that's a great. Story. Well, no, because he, that's a great. Because you know, you know, I was on thirty for thirty at two o'clock in the morning last night. Rodman. Rodman. Yeah, I saw. You it. know, well, and all of a sudden I was up yeah. at like three fifteen, and I'm like, yeah, this it, isn't I saw, a good I idea. It, I saw it at the time. I was like, I've seen this before. Yeah. I've got DVR. I've got all these things, but it's something about being up at three fifteen in the morning and watching, watching the worm. You know, uh, it, it, but yeah, 
I mean, who's to suspect, uh, uh, you know, he's going to grow a foot in a year, you know? I remember taking a picture of him and Denzel Valentine, I think it was at Drew Valentine's high school game, and I think that they were in eighth grade. And, it, it, man, it, and, and Bryn barely comes up to, to Denzel's shoulder, you know? And here we are a, foot, a year later, and I'm at, well, 10 years later, and they're, you know, virtually the same height. Uh, Bryn actually just wound up breaking the San Antonio Spurs for most record for most threes made in a half, which wow. was which was six. And he, was he a second round pick or he wasn't drafted? Uh, I believe it was. I believe it was a second round pick. Okay, well, and you know, don't forget, he was started at Cleveland State. Yeah. If he would have played all of his years at Cleveland State, he's more than likely the all time leading scorer there and all time leading three point shooting uh, shooter in the Horizon I, League. I, I, mean, I just would have never. Stuff. And this is to his credit. I just I would have. Never predicted that he would go on to have an NBA career, the type of career that he's having right now. He was yeah. like the fourth or fifth prospect on that Lansing Sexton team. Or, Dun- or look at what's going on with Duncan Robinson. And that's another example yes. for yeah. these kids to realize just because you're 16, whether you're talking about football or basketball, and you don't have Michigan and Michigan State knocking on your door, doesn't mean that you don't have a pro career in the cards for you. Duncan Robinson was at a Division three school. He was playing at the equivalent of Albion. Yep. Made the jump to Michigan. Had a pretty decent career at Michigan, but no one was. And now he's in the pros, and he's he's setting the pros on fire with his three point shooting. Yeah, something about being six foot eight and being yeah. able to shoot the six foot eight, six foot nine, and being. But able I'm to saying shoot nobody ball. was paying attention to him. Even at Michigan, people weren't paying attention to him. They're now paying attention to him in the league. Right. <laughs> I think the lesson is if you're flying under the radar right now, that might be a good thing. So just enjoy it, work hard, get yourself ready, and uh, you know your talent will shine if you put in the work. I really hope when I go to Groves for um, the, the showcase on Sunday, I, I'm hoping that Isaiah Jackson's in uniform. Uh, awesome. Dave McGlown uh, gave me a 50-50. So if if we're do, if we're going to believe what's coming from the water for Mott Camp, yeah. he will be on the on the floor soon. Yeah, and and I mean talking about Mott, uh, you know those kids they need to prepare, I guess, for maybe not having Isaiah, um, and realize hey, Zeke Price is a talented player. Demarion Bonds is a talented player. You know, hey, we can yeah. two player two players well, two scholarship would... two future scholarship players on the same on the same high school team tend to be able to 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 conquer some things. Well, and and get w- some without things Isaiah, the last two years they won their league. They won the LVC. Yeah. Um, you know, they they have the, the powerhouse. They have the un they have the unfortunate of running into Orchard Lake every year in the districts. Right. And that's you know it's a it's a tough task to ask a team from the LVC to beat uh, a team from the the Catholic Central. Well, yeah, and if they've got the tape, which they can get, I've got it myself, of how when they played Ann Arbor Huron, and you want to see a team that plays hard and plays every minute. And so, you know, just watch that tape and say, this is the effort we have to give. If we do that, we have enough talent that we can do some nice things. The analogy that the coaching staff gave me with Mott was that since Isaiah came on the scene in the summer, that it's like he's big brother, and when you go onto the when you, when you go you know into the schoolyard with big brother, you're you feel confident. You know, big brother's got to protect me. If someone tries to come and intimidate me or push me around, big brother's going to put him in their place. Yeah. Well, they walked onto the floor without big brother, and they played very timid, yeah. and didn't didn't seem to me that they really wanted to compete without Isaiah on the floor with them, and they got to they gotta remedy that. Yeah. Not taking anything away from Huron. Huron's really talented. Yeah, I mean. And, no. and, and yeah. huge. And huge. I mean, they, what, they've got one player that's under six foot. I mean, for the vast majority of everybody, they're, everybody, you know, they, they go 6'2", 6'5", 6'5", 6'6", 6'6". And they probably six. wouldn't have won that game with Isaiah. But 
there is like I'm talking. There, yeah. There's competing. They got some work to do. Yeah, mm-hmm. they got some work to do. It's all good, and uh, we're going to keep bringing it each and every week. Now we're going to take a break here on Hang Time Overtime, meaning that uh, we are going to take the holidays. Granted, there's some great holiday tournament stuff. We'll have a lot of stuff to talk about when we come back, uh, and uh, the podcast will be back up on January 9th. And um, so again, hope you guys have a great holiday. Yep. Enjoy, enjoy your uh, your Christmas and, and New right. Year's. Bring That's right. That's right. I'm going to Cancun, so I'm going to enjoy that. Uh, but I can um, just uh, tell you guys that um, we'll be doing this again all season long. We'll get back on January 9th. We'll take it all the way through the state finals. So you can catch Hang Time, the show, the uh, highlight show, which airs and premieres every Thursday at 3 p.m. on State Champ Socials as well as StateChampsNetwork.com as well as our new app, which will be debuting here in a couple weeks. And then Hang Time Overtime, again, if you go to Linktree, uh, it's the easiest way to find it. So just look up Hang Time Overtime on Linktree, and that's where all the podcast platforms are. So if you want to listen on Apple or Spotify or on SoundCloud, you know they're all right there for you. Got great options. So uh, for TJ Kelly, for Scott Bernstein, I'm Lauren Plant. The Hangtime Overtime Podcast is presented by the U.S. Army. Uh, Thank you so much for listening.